tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz <laughs> begin! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Revenge, Season 4, Episode 3, Ashes. I am Roxy Stryer, alongside two beautiful, amazing, wonderful, talented co-hosts, Anna Koppel. Hey, guys. And Christina Kaplan. Hello, hello. We are still Phil-less. Oh, and, and now here I am. We are still Phil-less without Phil. He will be back next week, I swear. He is missing this show so much. He actually texted me about it today from a land far off. So he will be back. He's really excited to come back. I know you guys really miss him um, and want him back on the show. You won't have to hear my voice what as much anymore. He, what did <laughs> Phil text you about revenge? May I know. He said it's Revenge Sunday and I'm so far frowny face. <laughs> I know. I know. Good guy. Um, okay, so we are back with tonight's episode, and we are going to do something very, um, a little different tonight. Not that we're not always honest with you guys, but we are going to be extra honest tonight. So lucky, lucky you guys. Um, <laughs> we are feeling as if, and we're just going to start by talking about this so you guys know for the rest of the show, this is what's going on. We are feeling like there's some great aspects of the show. We are such fans still. We love revenge. But this season seems to be taking a turn for the weird um, in ways that we feel like it hasn't happened before. And there are some things we're kind of concerned about. Yeah, the... I, I would say that, you know, we have been with Revenge since, I mean, we've watched it from, from day one. And, uh, you know, I, I started hosting, did you, uh, Roxy, did you start? I started hosting during season one, like midway through. Yeah. And, um, and I think you did too. Yeah, we've been back for a while now. I, I started, I picked up season two, but yeah. Uh, so, so, so we've been on top of this show and we've loved it. And I think we just feel like this season, doesn't have the same sort of feel that that Revenge has had the last three seasons. A little forced in some ways. There's still some really great storylines, which is obviously what keeps uh, bringing us back and back. And I love these characters. But they're going about it in kind of a different way. So we're going to talk tonight about the things that we love and the things not so much. Let's get right into the episode then, guys. All right. So we start with... Last week, we end on this fire. Charlotte... (laughs) knocked out Sister Emily and left her for dead. We think that there's nobody else in there or everybody thinks there's nobody else in there. So Emily's just burning inside while the fire department isn't there yet. And Jack finally comes and he wants to go inside so badly because it's his bar. Uh, that was, I was like, okay, first of all, he's a police officer, so nobody can really tell him not to go in. But second of all, if I saw my bar burning, I don't think I would run in. I was really happy he did, or we would have a dead Emily. Uh, but he goes and saves her. What did you guys feel about that moment where she he saves her, she opens her eyes and kind of looks up at him, 
Um, and it was like that, that heroic Jack, you think they're almost going to kiss kind of moment. How are we feeling about that? The chemistry? Are we wanting them? I know Christina's I not mean, so fond of the couple. I kind of knew that was going to happen. I mean, how else was she going to be... You know she wasn't going to die in that fire. How else would she have been saved? Oh, Jack comes to her rescue. It could have been your favorite, Ben. It would. I would have loved if it was Jack. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that, knowing that this was coming this season. Maybe they should have made them firemen. And that and Ben could have saved her and swept her off her feet. That would have made a happy. I like firemen way better than police officers. I agree. Yeah. That would have been bad. That's the police, man. Uh, they tend to be a lot more attractive too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, it might cops got all C in high school. That that's definitely. I don't know. I mean, I think if a man in uniform is a man in uniform. We're is being a man honest in uniform. here tonight. We are being honest. Uh, yeah, I think that it could have been cool if they were firemen, and then that's why Jack went in. Otherwise, it kind of felt like. I don't think anybody really goes into a burning building. Um, what was he expecting to find in there? What was he expecting to do in the burning building? Well, it, you know, it wasn't just a burning building. It was, you know, he lives there. It was his father's bar. There's so many memories. You Hashtag know, he, where's Carl? Yeah. Yes, that too. <laughs> that too. And and I did say that. I was like, why, why doesn't he ever have Carl with him? Wait, shouldn't he be? And I think, Roxy, you said they should let him through because he's a police officer, but he wasn't in uniform, so they didn't necessarily know that. It's, you know, True. the Hamptons isn't that small. That, uh, but, but then, yeah, the, all the more reason why, uh, why doesn't he have Carl? Why is he back home without Carl? If he's not in uniform, so he's not working. Right. So, and we know that he was earlier. Right. Um, so, but anyway, but this is his home, and it's where, you know, he and Declan shared that home. And so there are so many memories that are attached. It's not just his place of work. Right, you know? that's true. And there are, you know, people always play that game. If if your house was on fire and you only had time to grab... It's an awful game. <laughs> you had time to grab six things. What would you grab? So he's probably thinking, like, oh, I need to go in there and get this picture for him, this, this, you know. But instead he goes and he finds Emily. He carries her out. We have that moment. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking that he Jack's just this normal guy, but he's really not anymore. He's really kind of like Emily's knight in shining armor. Uh, he really saves her life, which I felt like she didn't quite thank him enough for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was one moment tonight that we'll talk about uh, where they are alone and she says, Jack, thank you. And I thought that was a very sincere moment. But I don't know. Somebody saved your life. I feel like you, yeah, jump and scream and yeah. and say thank you. You sent him an edible <laughs> arrangement and something. Well, you know? she did get knocked over <laughs> the head. Whiskey. She get, did get knocked over the head by Charlotte, and True. she probably was trying to process the whole fact that that did happen with Charlotte, and trying to think, well, did that really happen? What's like, you know, it was a big, a big deal that whole fire, and who knows, like what she remembered when she first came to. So, I understand that, but then I do agree, like maybe she should have been a little bit more grateful. Were you guys surprised that she didn't tell on Charlotte? Because I, I mean. I was just so expecting her not to. She's so secretive as it is. She doesn't want to involve the cops in anything. I wasn't surprised at all. Because now she can take it into her own hands like she's done the entire show. Right. And because she still loves Charlotte and she feels bad for her, which I do too, to be honest. I'm feeling really bad for Charlotte. I saw a lot of mixed opinions 
on Charlotte in the uh, social media this past week and this past couple weeks in the way that the direction that her character is going in. So I do want to talk about her for a second. You know, we see her outside of this fire. She sees that Jack saved Emily. She knows it's going to happen and she runs away and she goes and calls Daniel six times and she doesn't know what to do. How do you guys feel about where we're going with Charlotte's character, which seems to be more and more like Victoria every day or every episode? Yeah, I, I'm glad that they are utilizing her more, but you know, I liked I liked a sweet Charlotte. I liked when she was nice. I feel like she's been so corrupted by everybody around her. But you know, we really can't expect anything else. Everybody around exactly. her has just been so awful and You can't really blame her. Right. I mean, I hate when people use the, what's going on as an excuse to be a bad person because there's a lot of people with a lot of crap and they are good people. But man, this girl gets the short end of the stick every time. I mean, and she's now turning out to be crazy. Well, think about yeah. all of the things that have been laid on her just in this season, let alone in the last few seasons. You know what I mean? And then to all of a sudden, right after she just tried to commit suicide, now Victoria's like, oh, come meet your real father. He's, surprise, he's yeah. still alive. Yeah. It's just like this girl, she can't get a break. You know what I mean? Like, she can't get, like, five minutes of her life without some, like, life-altering surprise right. or something to change you know it's just it's very true it's very true she's there she doesn't know what to do she's calling her brother and he's not picking up because he's a little busy himself guys what is he busy doing or more like who is he busy doing uh margo who thank you for changing your hair we really appreciate <laughs> it it was a necessary thing to do oh thank you to the whole cast for changing their hair tonight it seemed everybody got with it again um so daniel's with Margot, and <laughs> they're having sex and then oh, i'm sitting there and anna you said wow this has got to be really uncomfortable for emily van camp oh no that's not what i said oh i thought that's what you were saying i was i was thinking it would be uncomfortable for her Okay. Go, well, well, what were you saying? Well, because her hair lo- still looked pretty hain in that <laughs> scene, and uh, and I said this must be so easy for her. It must. Oh, so, I thought you were being sarcastic. You were being serious because it's now a girl with the ugly hair. I right, get it. Right, yeah, after this haircut, because you know she was she was cute last season. Yeah, and, and she looked cuter later on. She lo- yes, and. Uh, and if you look at her IMDb, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a beautiful woman. Um, Just with a really bad air. <laughs> yeah. Her, <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, there are plenty of couples in the industry, and um, anybody who's an actor and dating somebody, you know. I know, um, I just feel like you're not usually on the same show with them. It's just got to, there's got to be yeah. an awkwardness to it, absolutely. But she's so used to it, and obviously they're very professional. Um, but anyway, they're sleeping together, and... Then they start talking about Daniel's situation and what's going on with him. So what's going on is that he can't get a job because of his last name and also because of who he is. And Margot's like, oh, I'll set things up for you because I don't care. Do we think that, I mean, why is she trusting him so much? I know they've known each other forever, but... They kind of just started sleeping together again. This is the first time they've slept together since they were sleeping together. And now they're seeing, I mean, coupley. I mean, what's going on here, guys? I don't know. I think maybe it's a girl blinded by 
a guy. You know what I mean? I think maybe she's like, oh, Daniel's coming back into my life. Okay. She still has a thing for him. And so she's willing to risk her rep- her reputation and her career and her, you know, basically this whole company that she's been working to build up in order to help him because she thinks that that will keep them together. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy of her. Yeah, I mean, is she... Is she... I don't want to use the word idiot, but is she just stupid in love with him and so she can't see what's going on? Or do we think she's actually kind of a bad person, too? I think she's also a little bit naive, too. A little naive. Yeah. So a girl who really likes a guy. Yeah, and she's kind of been... I mean, until this season when she kind of was, you know, doing that whole plot against Gideon with Daniel, which made her, I real, I thought, okay, she's kind of, she's a little bit smarter. She knows what she's doing. But up until then, she's always kind of seemed like that, you know, little lamb getting, you know, the wool pulled over her eyes or whatever, you know, that saying is. Yeah, but I, what I liked about Margot's character at, in the past is that she seemed like a businesswoman. Like, and that really came first. And I'm not seeing that anymore. I want her to be a badass businesswoman. Yeah. And I'm, I'm missing that side from her because she is so blinded by Daniel. I would love to see her just step up, you know, what she did to her brother. That It's a horrible thing that she did, but we think about, oh, who is she? She's a badass businesswoman. And this doesn't seem like that same woman, the same kind of woman who would get her brother sent to prison so that her company could do better, you know? Okay, well, what about this? What about, you know, her her father just died, her brother's out of the picture now, and maybe she's just holding on to, clinging on to whomever she can. I absolutely think that's a, that's a very valid point. I think that... We're not paying enough attention to the fact that she's also lost. So many people in the show have lost so much that it's like we almost chalk it up to, oh, it's just the show. But she's lost a lot. So, yeah, and maybe it doesn't want to lose another male figure in her life, the only male figure left in her life. I think that's a good point. Okay, so while this is happening, they they are kissing, and then we go see Victoria and David, who are now also kissing, at this cabin. All right. Last week, I thought that Victoria was going to stab David. Mm-hmm. And this week, I felt like Victoria was really in love with David again. I, all right. We're, we're shaking our head. No. What's going on? I, I don't think she's really in love with him. I think she okay. just wants to use him against Emily. I think she just wants to hurt Emily with, I think, you know, she wants to try to get one of our listeners, uh, I think, posted on YouTube, made the prediction or the expressed the desire that um, somehow Victoria would get David Clark to kill Emily. And so that, like, you know, she would die by her father's hand and um, more morbid. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Totally morbid, but I, I kind of, I think I actually said, I love this. <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. Yeah. And then that, and I, yeah, that her dying word should be like, don't choose revenge. And now that you know that it's me. You have a great idea for a spinoff just in case that happens though, which is, it's like a little house on the prairie. We've got, you know, Charlotte and David and the Victoria. Clarks. The cl- yeah. yeah. I love it. It's a whole different show. Yeah. It is. The show's taking a different direction. I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. 
what are you thinking about this, Christina? Their their relationship? Were you buying it? Were you thinking that she's really in love? I agree with Anna that I think that she is trying to use David, but I think part of her does love him. Um, I think she's, she's just torn. well, not necessarily torn. I think she wants to. I don't know. I mean, her ultimate goal out of everything, out of all of this, is to take down Emily. Right. So I think if she happens to lose David in that, you know, path, she's gonna she's not gonna be as upset about it, but she does still care for him, so she's hoping, I think, to take down Emily and have this little happy family, the Clarks, with Charlotte, their daughter, um, you know, after it's all said and done. Okay. All right, I guess we're going to have to see whether her feelings are genuine or whether she really just wants to take down Emily. And speaking of Emily, she's in this big fire, and then she's in the hospital. We don't even get to see her there. And then she checks herself out. And she goes, and she uh, is home, and Nolan comes over. Now, this was a very strange part of the episode for me, just her dynamic with Nolan. It seems to be very different in tonight's episode than we've seen in the past, where he's usually her confidant, and she uh, they always are in cahoots with the same plan and know what's going on with each other, and they're the only ones that know what's going on. She's now keeping secrets from Nolan, and I'm curious why. Why do we feel like she doesn't want to tell Nolan at first about Charlotte or about anything going on? Um, and she's he's saying, listen, Victoria's out, and she's saying, that's not even important to me right now, but I'm not telling you what is. Does she, is she not trusting him? Is she trusting no one? What made their relationship change so much? Or do you guys feel like it didn't change? I think that she doesn't want to involve him just because she's, I, I don't know, maybe wanting to keep him safe? I, I don't know. Okay. She's yeah. trying to protect him. I have no idea, honestly, because you're right. They have always been together on everything, and even most times, Nolan's saying, oh, you, sh- you really don't need to do this. Don't do this. Like, don't choose revenge, but then he ends up helping her anyways. So it doesn't really make sense why she wouldn't confide in him now unless she thinks unless there's something else that's going to come to light that you yeah. know makes sense as to why they're she's maybe lost trust in him i don't know i think that the show is in kind of a strange place because i think emily's in kind of a strange place mm-hmm. right now not knowing what's going on feeling like she's stepped behind not knowing who she's trying to take down anymore or who she's already taken down and feeling confused about who she can trust you know it i I see her looking at Nolan differently. By the end of tonight's episode, I felt like they were a little more back to normal. But at this point, I was thinking to myself, hmm, this is weird. This is a side of their relationship that we're really not quite used to. Um, Go ahead. How many times, though, every person who she's involved has... Gotten uh, hurt? Has gotten hurt, but they've also all been hammering it into her like i don't want any part of this anymore you need to stop this is enough you've had your revenge you're gonna kill yourself this is you know and so at some point she has to say okay then i won't involve you anymore you know i mean yeah absolutely but what was strange about that is the fact that nolan last week was trying to say to her enough you got your revenge and then tonight he was like kind of egging her on right victoria's gone why what are you doing sitting here get up go do something and I was like, that's kind of weird. Right. Okay, so I guess that's something else that we're kind of struggling with with the show is, like, some inconsistencies. Yeah, but. absolutely. That being one of them. Uh, and then we do find out that it comes out that Charlotte was there because 
<laughs> Coincidentally, there was an eyewitness. Um, this Tom Mullen guy who tells who goes by the bar to go say sorry to Jack. I mean, it seemed like he swung he swung by there to say sorry because he told Jack nobody was in there because Charlotte came running out. Now, if there was an eyewitness for this event, you would think that he would have talked to the cops or at some point would talk to the cops. Now, they're either setting us up for something in the future or this is another inconsistency. Why on earth would the cops not have taken his statement? And how on earth is it not going to come out that Charlotte was there if this guy was there and knows? This guy who owes nobody anything, you know? That's a little strange. Do we think that maybe they're setting us up for a story down the road where he comes to the cops and says something? Or do we just think that this was a catalyst to make Jack aware? Well, I think that Jack is a cop, and it's easy for him now to, even though he doesn't want any part of it, that he can now destroy evidence or parts of reports can get lost. or Yeah, you know, he's on the inside now. Yeah. Smart, good point. Maybe that's why they have him in blue instead of red, yellow. What color do I think yellow with red suspenders. Yellow, red suspenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why he's going to be inside of the system. All right. Then we find out that Emily has eyes on this one seven six zero South Pine Road. Uh, we know that's where Victoria and David are. We miss a lot of details, but not addresses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're very clear on the address that they are staying at. We should all just take a trip there. Why wouldn't we? And then Victoria, who's at this place. She really wants David to stay in the house, man. David keeps saying that he'll come with her, but uh, that's not what happens. And she, Victoria then goes and she tries to find her kids. And she before she found uh, Daniel, and Daniel was not pleased with her. But then she found Charlotte, and Charlotte and her were way better. And Charlotte had nobody to talk to, and she's crying to her mom. And she admits she tried to kill Emily, and she tells her all about Emily's Amanda and that whole thing. And then they think it's a good idea. I mean, genius mom Victoria is like, oh, my daughter's clearly a mess and very confused about a lot of things. You know what would make sense? Introducing her to her dead father. That seems like a good plan right now. So that's what we do. We bring Charlotte to David Clark, who recognizes her eyes from when she was a baby and he was on trial. And then Victoria starts telling stories about Charlotte as if that are Emily's stories. What? Like, what part of this was a mother's good plan? And why is she lying to David? But when has Victoria ever, like, made the right decision for her kids? Ever. She's mm-hmm. always, she's always used them as pawns. They've never, she's never had their best interest, interest in mind. So what is she, what is she using Charlotte as a pawn for right now? As a way to kill Emily? Yeah, because. Ooh. He, she's trying to get David and Charlotte back together, like, like we said before, create this little family. And obviously now she knows Charlotte is against Emily because of everything that she had just told her. And so she's just using all of them in order to turn him against Emily and get him to, I, I kind of think maybe she's trying to get him to be the one that ultimately kills Emily. So she doesn't have any blood on her hands. Which is what I guess some of the viewers want. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Which I don't think will happen. Because obviously tonight we saw him it looked like he recognized her. Mm-hmm. Right. 
it, it did. It looked like he recognized her um, when he, I mean, we'll get to that towards the end, but that's going to be the craziest part of this all. But they are. So going back, we're having this little family reunion. And then, Anna, I'm pretty sure you said this when we were watching. It's like, oh, okay, nice to meet you, my dead dad. Now let me go take a nap because I'm tired. Yeah. No, it was. Tired. <laughs> tired. Pouty tired. Like, oh, I mean, what? It, all of the, okay, so this is something that I felt. And, Again, I, I want to make it clear that, you know, we're rooting for revenge. We want it of, to be. Of course like, we are. Yeah, so. We're super fans. We love the show. We're, that we wouldn't be here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but this is, this is one of those moments where it, it really just kind of felt, not, didn't fall apart, but just didn't feel like past seasons because there's no way that this would have happened in the past where it would have been that simple. Like, here Charlotte is your father. Okay, great. So nice to meet you, and um, and that just all went swimmingly. I feel like it wouldn't be that easy for David Clark and Victoria even to meet. I don't know. It, it just so bizarre. Yeah, it just it just doesn't feel consistent with with past seasons. And um, and then yeah, and then it's like oh, I'm just I just need to. I wouldn't. There's no way I would be able to sleep in that situation. Of like, course, we saw the finale of season three when we know David Clark's alive and. We all we can think about is, oh my God, what's it going to be like when he reunites with his daughters? You know, that was like what I was thinking this whole season was going to be about. And this was so anticlimactic that she met him and then took a nap. And then took a nap. That's literally what happened, you know? I feel like people use that as an exaggeration. It's like, oh, you met him and then she took a nap. No, she physically felt tired and went to bed on her mom's lap. So anticlimactic. Yeah. But then. What was exciting was that Emily showed up to go talk to her sister. You know, she tells Nolan she's going to go do it, and she goes unarmed and whatnot, which was unlike Emily because she doesn't go into anything unprepared, but she didn't know what to do. This is a very different situation than she's used to dealing with. She's not used to trying to get people to be okay. She doesn't really give a crap about that usually, but this is her sister, so she does. And she goes there, and we saw this in the previews from last week. Out comes Victoria with the shotgun. A little strange. Again, a little strange. Uh, Victoria's standing there, and Emily's saying, so why don't you shoot me? So I ask you guys the same question. Why doesn't she shoot her? It would be such a boring ending to that feud. Well, you know? <laughs> of, course, of course, because it's a TV show, she doesn't shoot her. But why... Why would the character of Victoria not shoot Emily at this point? Well, just like she said, I owe you a much, more, much more than a quick death, right? Which makes perfect sense. She wants Emily to suffer in all aspects. She wants to probably take her down financially, socially, you know, and all of that, and then also kill her. I think it has to do with that for sure. But we do know she is a cold-blooded murderer. We saw what she did to Aiden. So I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she doesn't want Charlotte, but more importantly, David, to see her in that light. Imagine if she did shoot Emily and killed her, and David came back and saw his daughter on the ground and recognized her. That would be the end of Victoria and David. But does Victoria actually think that once David finds out who Emily is, that he would be with her? She's so smart that I, I'm not following that train of thought. She doesn't care about being with him. She doesn't care. No. But 
but she's trying to turn him against her. But once he sees her, he's not going to be against her because he's going to know. I don't think that she thinks he'll rec- or she'll be able to poison his brain enough, or I don't know. But when is the last time they actually saw each other? So she, we have two past versions of Emily that we see in flashbacks all the time. One of them is little Emily, who's a different actress, that little girl, and she's probably about six. And one of them is Juvie Emily, who is Emily Van Camp with brown hair. Though That's what we see. So we're assuming that the last time David laid eyes on Emily was little actress Emily, right? That's- yeah, because I don't think she ever went and visited him or anything like that. Right, because she was in juvie, and the only the only plot hole there would be if he can recognize Charlotte by her eyes when she was an infant. When she was an infant, yeah, and he's definitely going to be able to recognize Emily. But I guess Victoria's just hoping that he won't. Yes, uh, but but I also question whether that's the last time. David was able to lay eyes on her. Because you're thinking he got photographs, at least, or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was very clear by the time we got there that he knew who she was. So, again, we will get to that point. We keep leading up to it. But, all right, after this, um, Emily goes to see Charlotte. She ends up leaving because Charlotte's, like, doing that weird, creepy thing through the window. Doesn't come out to talk to her. But Emily says, I never meant to hurt you, blah, 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 blah. She leaves, and she goes to her car, and there is Sexy Ben. Mm Mm-hmm. He is definitely on to the fact that Emily is suspicious of something, you know, uh, from what Jack has told Ben, and I'm surprised Jack even ever said anything to Ben that Emily was in juvie or whatever it was, but I, it's weird to me because he's on to her, but he's also coming on to her. Right. He's definitely flirting with her, you know, he like asks her on a date in the woods and she shuts that down really fast. Is she shutting him down because of Aiden? Because she's not ready to move on, or she has no interest, or what? What do we think is happening here? He's not that hot, and he's kind of like, <laughs> oh my god, I think he's a smoke show. Do you? Yeah, I think uh, he's so I do cute. Too. If he couldn't like fly with his ears, oh then god, but no. And also, uh, I think he's adorable. Um, also, he's he's such an awkward nerd like I like long walks in the woods too he is a little nerdy I'm a Sagittarius what's up you know I was waiting for that I'm a walk in the woods kind of guy yeah yeah, it's a little cheesy no I think he's cute I want to see him on the show with somebody I have a prediction sorry (laughs) sorry that took away your prediction I was saying I'm going to save it for predictions and you said it out loud I'm sorry Uh, I didn't know that was your prediction I think that he would that would be a great way for this show to turn Um, Charlotte ends up being with a good guy and it's Ben and he's a cop and she gets on the straight and narrow you know he had that moment where he didn't bust her whatever it is I do think a long term prediction that would be a really good way for the show to go because obviously i'm sorry to break your heart christina but we are not going to see ben and emily as endgame no i i saw that tonight i think that <laughs> she maybe she's still not over over aiden but i think she just can't even wrap her mind around any sort of relationship right now because i mean especially after what just happened with victoria like what did she say uh buckle up sweetheart or something like that she knows that she's in for 
probably living hell until she figures out how to take Victoria down for good. It's going to be. She, and also, even like, then, even then, she's still going to be after event. Right, and I, like she said, and you said earlier, is she um, mentioned that? Uh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, interrupted uh, you. That's my bad. No, it's He'll okay. We'll come back to you at some point. Um, we'll, we'll move on, and if it gets to you, absolutely bring it back up. Next, we get to Daniel. We're back with the Daniel scene, and Daniel's getting kicked out of his hotel room. Seems to be no warning at all. They've packed up his stuff. He has to go. He can go sit at the hotel bar, though, if he wants, as we see he does later. But just as of now, he's broke. That's the bottom line. He has no more money. Victoria had asked him for money. He has none. Charlotte needs rent money. He has none. He's hidden. He doesn't have anything hidden. There is no money in the Grayson family, period. They have hit us over the head with that. We know. They are broke. Um, And it comes back into the storyline later. In the meantime, we see Nolan. He's crashing at Emily's because he doesn't believe she's safe. I'm shocked that Emily let him do that because she's so misindependent part two, but... It's a pretty big house. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. He still stays in the pool house, but... (laughs) But, yeah... (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. He says he's going to crash. Jack makes a surprise visit over to Emily. He brings over that picture. That was really cute. This is probably my favorite moment of the episode just because I think that they're both sincere on... I, I think a lot of great acting is on the show, but I think that they're both so sincere and so genuine on the show that when we finally did hear her tonight say, hey, Jack, thank you, um, and he says, you're welcome, you know, that moment I was like... Oh, okay, I can breathe for a second. This is like a real, genuine, thank God she said thank you because I was waiting for that. Was she ever going to say it? Um, and it, just those moments of hope of, with Jack and Emily, who I do want to end up together, they make me feel good. I'm like, okay, all right, we haven't completely lost sight. Did you guys like that scene or kind of brushed over for you? It was a whatever. No, I liked it. I think it was like a touch back on, you know, lighter times and kind of season one right after all of this crazy stuff has happened it was kind of like just nice to see them i mean obviously he saved her it was that was kind of a reuniting of more positive attitude between the two but then showing that picture reminding them of how far they've come how long they've known each other it was just kind of like a a nice part in the episode yeah i completely agree yeah, no, I thought it was a, a nice moment uh, as well. Um, I just, I feel like, first of all, again, where's Carl? Where's Carl? Where is Carl? Because we keep making jokes about it, but see, actually, where is Carl? It, it is becoming a plot hole, though. Yeah. Because we never see him. Ever. It, it's it's kind of like he was never even born, you know what I mean? What? Why does his character matter in this story? I mean, his... Declan's gone, so there's no uncle to babysit. It it was supposed to tie us to Charlotte, but Charlotte clearly doesn't care anymore. She tried to burn it down. The house, the, uh, Carl's mom's dead, so where does Carl fit in with Jack? But he's never with Jack, so why do we have Carl's character? Very strange. Very odd. Whatever. I'm hoping they bring him back. It's not looking like they're going to anytime soon. Something that we haven't touched upon yet, um, the storyline that we haven't mentioned at all, is... Somehow, we have, oh, help me out, Louise Ellis. Ellis. I just can't get it. Uh, Louise Ellis, who is in, was in that uh, mental institution institution with Victoria. We met her. They were roommates. 
for like a minute. For a second, but they seem as if they were BFF and had all this time together, but they really weren't together that long, and Victoria did leave her in there, so I'm wondering if Louise Ellis is actually after her own revenge, but Louise Ellis is out. She stalks Victoria. She watches Victoria's meeting with Daniel. Then she approaches Victoria on the street. She doesn't really ask her for anything, but Victoria says, I can't give you anything, and feels very flustered. And then we see Louise Ellis is after Daniel herself. All right. This is the thing that I probably have the most questions about. What what does she want? What are we after here? What's going on? Is she trying to take down Victoria for not letting her, getting her out of the mental institution? I don't know. I am not sure what her intentions are just yet. I think she wants to get back at Victoria, yes, because obviously she saw what was going on between Daniel and Victoria. She then went and approached Victoria. She shut her down completely and said, oh, I'll contact you when things get better, which is basically like, leave me alone. Like, I never want to talk to you again. Right. And then, clearly, this girl had to have some sort of mental issue to be put in there in the first place. And she claims that her mom was crazy and that she shouldn't have been in there. I have a new theory that... Here we go. I have a new theory. She was after the Graysons or Victoria... And she put herself in the mental institution? Yeah, from the beginning. The, and it, so she signed herself out? Yeah, so she signed herself right out. And, um, oh. yeah, the, the doctor wasn't fired. He, she, Yeah, she just walked right out of there. Because she looked so pleased when she saw them fighting in the lobby and everything. So huh. she might be after the whole family from that. It's a very interesting theory. To piggyback on that, if that's the case, then who is she? Right. And why is she after the Graysons? Do does she have some sort of connection with Emily? Is she somebody's kid? Is she was she a juvie girl? Was is there something there? You know, very interesting, my friend. Mm. I'm liking this theory. Mm, yes. If you guys have any theories at home of your own, we absolutely want to hear them, read them, see them, whatever it is. Go to YouTube, go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We read every single one of them. We love communicating with you guys, even if it's sometimes not so nice. On that point. Love the criticism. Keep it coming. Make it a little more constructive, though. If you guys are watching our show and you're like, oh, my God, you guys are amazing, let us know. If you're watching and you're like, oh, I really wish they would have talked about blank or, oh, I wish they spent more time on blank, let us know. Our after show is for you guys. So we want to do what you guys want to see and hear and are willing to do whatever it is that you guys talk about, whatever you guys want to talk about. So tweet, um, comment, Everything, let us know, and we we read it all. Yeah, and on that note, guys, uh, if I could just piggyback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what it's so, all about. Sometimes we get comments like, oh, if you guys had paid attention to this or read this article or whatever, like, no, we don't have time to do that because we literally, we watch the show, we come right into the studio, so we don't catch everything, we don't have time to read articles in between, so... You know, we. That's what we need you guys for. Exactly. And that's what AfterBuzz is here for, is for a whole community of fans to talk about the show. So it's not just the three or four of us, it's everybody who wants to talk about it. Absolutely. So we really appreciate anytime you guys add in comments of things we missed. It's awesome. And then everybody else can see those comments, which is perfect. So anyway, getting back to this show, we are confused about what this plotline is. I think you have a really good theory. I would love to see that happen. I think that could take the show in a really cool direction. Let's just get there a little quickly so that we can get on board with 
this girl that we have no, we don't care about right now because we have no idea how she comes into play. I like her. Um, I think she's pretty. She is pretty. <laughs> she is pretty. And she's interesting. It's a new face and I'm sick of them bringing back dead people. So <laughs> I'm glad that we have a new character that's alive um, and, and never was dead. Uh, all right. So then we go and we see something that we knew was coming. We knew that Victoria was going to pull this card, guys. Uh, she has no money. She approached Daniel, who had no money. She goes to Margot's and, oh, Margot, I always considered you a daughter. Oh, Margot, you're so beautiful. Oh, Margot, you're so kind. I just so happen to need money. Oh, I would never take yours, Margot. Margot falls right into the trap. She's like, let me do this. You just said we were family, all of this. Christina, this goes back to what you were saying. She clearly is blinded right now. You know, no smart woman, which we believe Margot is, would not be able to see what's going on here. It's very, very obvious. Yeah, she has she has blinders on when it comes to anything that resembles a family because, like we said earlier, she pretty much lost her entire family in this last last season and now in this season with her brother being gone. She's kind of got no one. So I think maybe that's a trigger by Victoria saying, I've always considered you family. She's like, oh, okay, like, so happy to hear that. Yeah. Or on the flip side of that, maybe she's going to do that and then use it against Victoria later on to, I don't know, get something out of her, which I, I, I don't really know what that could be, but that's just the only other thing, thing I could see. Yeah. The thing I'm wondering is what, why didn't Dan, why isn't Daniel asking for money and what does Victoria need this money for? So, Daniel was just kind of flirting with Louise Alice down at the bar. I don't think he's being faithful to um, Margot. I don't even think he could be faithful to her because I don't think that they're dating. I do feel like he's used her a lot. So, But he also does have real feelings for her, so it's kind of a, a toss-up. I'm just wondering why he wouldn't ask her for the money because he's embarrassed maybe. But he's the one who really seems to need the money. You know, he needs to pay for his sister's rent. He needs to live somewhere because right now where is he living um victoria i guess now needs it too because she needs to find a new place that isn't the cabin yeah you saw daniel's eyes light up the minute that louise ellis said oh don't be born rich right and how she's having these financial issues with her financial planner which is all bs right so he's immediately thinking oh perfect this is how I can get some money. Right. No, but but I think that he was also looking to uh, to get a job because nobody would take a meeting with him. Right. And what he said to her was, who pays him? Who pays your financial advisor? Because whoever pays him is your financial advisor. And and I think he was... Because, in, you know, when she fed him that... Yeah, um, she says it's her mother, which we know isn't yeah. the case... We don't know much about her, so it's hard to... But, but you know, but she she knows exactly what's going on with him. And so she said, you know, how much do you hate it when people ask for free advice? And so I think he's really... I think his eyes lit up at the prospect of a job. So mm-hmm. we didn't feel like he was flirting with her at all? Well, Who cares? No, like, because he, ste- he was about to walk away when she first sat down and was saying all that stuff. And he was like, all right you know, bitch, whatever, like, she's being, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what, it seemed like that's what he was thinking. Totally. And then once she was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. And then, like you said, fed him all that stuff. He realized, oh, okay, maybe I should try to 
see where this could lead. Yeah, and and, and I think that people will will be flirty, will be, you know, to get a job. It, yeah. Absolutely, I agree with that. But the point of that is that so Daniel doesn't ask for the money. Victoria does. And now she's getting this check written for her as a quote-unquote loan. Just as a fun little game, how much do we think in this world it, she would actually be asking for? I don't are, know. Are, are we talking thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions? I have no concept or grasp on how much money Victoria is asking for right now. Well, it depends on what her plan is. Right, what is Because we don't plan? know what her plan is. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's probably where why she needs this money is for whatever she's trying to plan out. And because we don't know what that means, it could very well be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Muhahaha. My my <laughs> my heart says 600,000, but I think the smart answer is half a million. Mm, mm, half a mil. Mm-hmm. Pocket change, baby. Let's just you know, let's just yeah. dish that out, Margot, totally cuz we're number. family. Give me a number, I'll write a check. Oh, it's a loan, whatever. Um this honestly we can't we can't even predict about what's going to because we don't know what she wants the money for. We don't know. But what we do know is what happens at the very end of this episode, which is this whole thing about, I mean, we've been waiting for season, since the season finale, for the uh, joining together of Emily and David Clark. And again, it happens while somebody's asleep. Yeah. We're, we're sleeping through these things. So David, thinking that Emily is Victoria's enemy... And nobody else goes into Emily's home, somehow gets through Nolan's system, kind of, but not well enough, I guess, goes into Emily's home and is ready to uh, presumably stab her to death. Then he sees her face. Nolan comes with a gun, which she shoots, but misses. And then David's gone like the wind. And Emily's like, who is that? And early in the episode, Emily's like, I feel like she's one step ahead of me. What am I missing? What am I missing? We know very well what she's missing. But this was a huge, huge moment. Emily never sleeps through things like this. She has such a weird cat sense about her. She slept right through it. I thought this was really strange. It was exciting, kind of, but also a strange way to have them reunite. Well, we know that's not the the actual reuniting because of the previews that we saw. Right. um, Which makes it seem like, yeah, I don't know why he was arrested. How are they getting him in a lineup? Yeah, yeah, we will find out, apparently. (laughs) Save it for predictions. But um, I think because it's her dad, that's maybe why she didn't have that sixth sense to wake up. You know what I mean? Because they have that connection there's yeah. no scariness to yes it. and like we are in and, agreement that he recognized her yes and did okay. you guys think it seemed almost just like something emily would do coming in the hoodie and the all black jumping over all stealthy totally and that was cool in, it was exactly like her that was very so cool it was, you know they really tied that in and he definitely recognized her upon further review i think that this was a cool way actually a cool thing to say that he where she gets all of her stuff from it's in her makeup it's her genetics you know um i i do wait 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 let me stop you though yeah because that <laughs> implies that david clark was a bad guy before that he was hopping over walls and and breaking out hunting knives and 
I'm having a really hard time with this character because we saw him kill Conrad. I know. You know, it makes me think very differently. He was just innocent good David who was wrongfully accused, but we watched him murder somebody. But he also did time in prison, which could have corrupted him. Yeah, so maybe it's not in her genetics, but it was I don't know. I don't know. Was he a bad guy? I really don't know. To just, fall for Victoria, there's yeah, got to be yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, just because it's in his genetics, though, doesn't necessarily mean that he was doing all of that stuff before. Maybe their cat-like reflexes <laughs> and their just stealthiness. Okay, yeah, that could be in your genetics, but maybe you weren't using it to the it effect that you are now. Yeah, It's like the werewolf gene. Yeah. You have to murder somebody for it to come out um (laughs) and that was a strange reference absolutely i I get it though (laughs) Um, okay but we do see this we see that they're they're together um and then he runs and then he's gone and that's what we get for tonight all we can do is go to predictions and now you're after buzz tv predictions all right guys we see next week in the previews, David is in a lineup. I know we're saying, why is he in a lineup? Do we have actually any predictions why David's been arrested? And, the, oh, God, is the, the lid about to come off of everything? The only thing that I can think of is somebody sees him leaving Grayson Manor, Emily's house, whatever, and he obviously is all banged up from jumping out of the window or off the the balcony, I guess. And I don't know. I mean, because, you know, Emily's not going to report someone breaking into her house. Right. So. But maybe Nolan might? Maybe. Well, Nolan's security system, like, just got up and running. Yeah. Or maybe she will report. Maybe this is the, you know, her whole... Because things are not normal with her dad when she's, obviously, when she's around him. It's not her norm, her normal self. So maybe she is so afraid that she has no idea who this is that she does report it. And or it could be something completely unrelated. Yeah. Charlotte could bring him in there. Somebody, you know, we really don't know. I have no idea. Any other predictions, guys, for next week? It's going to be a really big episode. Um, yeah, I have a prediction that something will happen because you know Victoria made this really big deal about don't leave, please stay and protect my daughter and whatever and. Um, I feel like something will have, like, either Charlotte, they also, Charlotte had, like, a pill bottle that she was, like, shaking around and stuff, and then, like, it just kind of went nowhere, so I feel like that needs to come into play somehow, um, so either she, like, maybe she ODs a little bit? Or, no, 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 I think, like, maybe she's, like, (laughs) jonesing or something and, like, leaves the cabin, something happens to her, Ben comes back looking, but but something happens with Charlotte while David is gone. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I could definitely get on board with that. Guys, if we are dying to talk to you throughout the week because we loved the after show or we disagreed with something you said or we needed to talk to you and we're like, oh my God, revenge, it doesn't come until Sunday and I got to talk to somebody, where can we find you starting with Anna? You can follow me at Koppel from Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And I'm at Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at Tina Cap. And you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV. And, of course, you can find us back here with Phil next Sunday for another episode of Revenge. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You know why you step in. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.